Hi, it's Elle here. Uh, today I'm going to be discussing ET contact experiences and telepathic communication. So the way I usually uh, am in contact with ETs is through telepathic communication. What happens usually is like with the Solipsy Raw, for example, when I needed to get the Neuralink implants removed from my brain. I contacted them telepathically, asking them if I could get medical help to through um, psychic surgery. Basically, if I could remove the implants somehow that way. And what they sent me back is about four different pages of symbols, energetic symbols that they wanted me to draw out. That's what they communicated to me telepathically. And it was through images, through symbols. And these symbols had sort of like energetic antenna on them in order to be able to remove the implants. And they showed me that the implants were triangular, that there was um, the gold nanofiber going on in there, nanofibers going through to the axons and axons of my brain um, interwoven basically the nanofibers the gold nanofibers were interwoven in the axons of the brain so that's what they showed me and the triangular implants themselves and then they showed me the symbols seven different symbols with an energetic antennae on them and they said that I have to use the symbols through the psychic surgery to connect to the symbols and that's how it removes the Neuralink implants. So that was all done through visual imagery and I literally would draw out all the symbols on paper and then scan it in and have it on my computer for myself. And it took me about a week to work with this type of um, telepathic communication like visually with the Solipsy Raw because even when I'm doing the telepathic communication with them, I don't hear words from them. I don't hear telepathic speech. I get visual imagery and I see them for who they are. They, they're grays from the Cygnus star system. They do medical work and they help energetically through, um, basically they connect you through torsion fields, through energy to them and to you and the subject, whoever you're healing, whether that's yourself or somebody else. And through the torsion, torsion fields, they send the energy. I've heard this called, um, that this type of energy goes to torsion fields of whatever field you're working with, that it's no longer called precisely even energy healing anymore, that it's going beyond that, that the energy is transferred differently so that it, torsion fields are used to send the energy quicker. So you're not um, using yourself as the conduit to send the energy or receive it, but it comes through, through the torsion fields to you and you direct it where it needs to go for healing. That's how I've heard it described uh, recently. So that's interesting. And um, so that was a visual 
communication with the solipsirais using that as an example. Um, and there's also the voice telepathic communication. Sometimes when I'm speaking to my higher self, who's the E.T. Jenea, I actually do hear her female voice in my head. And it sort of sounds like me, but not because she has her own individual personality. So that's important as well. Um, and I feel the frequency of whichever being I'm talking to, if it's a positive being or it's not so positive polarity. I could feel the energy of whichever being is talking to me and I could visually see them as well. What kind of an entity it is, what kind of intelligence is communicating with me. And sometimes I can hear AI trying to communicate with me and I could feel that that's an artificial frequency an artificial sound, an artificial voice, and it has its own particular polarity that it has. And it feels quite synthetic and different from organic ETs that try to communicate with me. So sometimes the voices are, I hear telepathically are male, female. Sometimes it's pure energy that I'm talking to. The being can be in energy. So it really depends. And most of the time, it's me reaching out to ETs for communication. Sometimes it's them. Sometimes I hear my spirit guides or my avatar. Sometimes I even have an astral journey in, in my head that I go on and I hear things and I experience things visually. So telepathy does so much in terms of how it works psionically, your abilities for your, um, your mind, your senses, your pineal gland to interpret what you're telepathically hearing and what, what you're visually seeing telepathically. There's so much connected to that. It's, it's huge. It's huge. So... That's something to keep in mind when working with telepathy. And there's mind-to-mind -mind speech as well between humans. Because with ETs, it's long-range communication. The being can be in another star system and we're telepathically exchanging a conversation. There's human telepathic mind-to-mind -mind speech. I might be sitting beside somebody, like right next to me, and I could hear what they're thinking and they're like, I want to speak to you telepathically. Did you get that? I'm like, send back to them telepathically. Yes, I heard that you want to speak to me. Let's have a conversation telepathically instead of verbally. But I can still hear them in, in my mind. So that's how that works. Humans are very capable of telepathy. We do it all the time. And sometimes we can hear each other's thoughts because um, some people are very much trained to not telepathically broadcast everything that they're thinking or their memories. And some people, those are untrained um, telepaths. And some, some telepaths are very much trained to have shielding around them and to build up on that shielding. So they don't telepathically broadcast their thoughts, their memories, whatever out to the ether, to the world. So I think everybody has shielding to some degree or another, uh, but some broadcast more and some less and some don't broadcast at all. They're always shielded so you can't 
feel what they're basically thinking or experiencing. You just don't because they're very much shielded. Natural shielding or practice shielding that they've built, either or. So that's something else to keep in mind in terms of the way telepathy works. I, for example, always try to shield myself so that other telepaths or psychics cannot sense what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about, or what my memories are. Um, and I always, always, when working with anyone telepathically or doing remote viewing, I always ask permission. Can I look through your memories? Can I see what you're feeling? Can I walk in your head? Will you allow me to do that? Do you give me permission? If they say yay, yes, yay, then we go ahead. If they say no, we just don't do it. There, there's a certain protocol, a way of going about this. When you're an intuitive empath or a telepath, you never, ever, ever just go into somebody's mind and start rifling through their memories or what they're thinking about or what they're experiencing. That's not lawful to do. It's intrusive. So don't do it. You always have to have their permission to do that or to telepathically talk to them. Don't just broadcast whatever you're feeling and thinking out to them. That's also intrusive. They never wanted maybe to receive what you're thinking about them, whether that's positive or negative. They never expected to hear it, so they're not ready for it. So just, um, and also sometimes people hear voices in their head. It's not necessarily mental illness. It's not necessarily schizophrenia. It could be some kind of a telepathic communication going on or the beginning of one. Um, just because you hear something or visually see something in your brain of somebody trying to talk to you doesn't mean that it's mental health issues, schizophrenia, whatever. Doesn't mean it's that or that you're crazy because you're not. There's people out there who are natural gifted telepaths or intuitives, empaths, intuitives, or a combination of all of it. There's also voice to skull technology that is artificial or it's controlled by somebody, whether humans or ETs, and it talks to you in your mind in some, some type of a technology, whether holographic, physical devices, energetic, voice to, voice to skull technology can try to trick you and give you very negative information. Um, that's a type of technology that's been around for a while. There's also universal downloads, things you get downloads of from the universe, information, um, visuals, images, whatever it is, you, you just download it from the universe. And it's various informations of libraries from anything and everything. And that's how you telepathically also get the downloads. You're thinking about something and you want to pull it from the universe. So you pull it from the energy field and you pull it into your head. And that's a telepathic download of whatever you want from the universe, whatever information you want or memory or experience. So that can happen as well. And often people write about their downloads, what they've received. They write about their telepathic communications with different beings 
what they experienced with the being, what planet they come from, what's the being's name, what ET species it is, what, what is its culture, uh, what its travel technology is, medical system, you know, stuff like that, uh, core values, what's the culture like again, um, why do they want to make contact with you in the first place, the polarity of the being, whether positive, negative, or neutral, or in between, what's the purpose of the contact experience. So, and this happens on and off, or it happens on a regular basis. It really depends on you and the situation that you're in, what's going on with you and the other being. So it's, it's multifaceted, and I mostly talk to my higher self, Chnea, because I know her polarity field pretty well. I know her energy and what she sounds like, and sometimes I talk to other ETs depending on what's going on. So for me, it's a bunch of different communications telepathically. And um, sometimes these beings don't, when the telepathic process is happening, they don't speak in English. So it verbally comes out. <laughs> Whatever they're telling me verbally comes out in their own language and in their own personality. That goes more towards channeling than telepathic. Well, it's still telepathic communication, but it's channeled communication now. So some ETs might not have their telepathy down to a perfect science and a perfect, perfect state. Um, and if most of the time, what I telepathically hear is in English. It's already translated into English. Sometimes it's not and my head translates it because I have that ability and sometimes it just once the gore shows up the um, Reptilian insectoid hybrid He speaks in reptilian guttural reptilian male voice He's still telepathically communicating with me, but it comes out through my mouth and his voice and his energy I'm not letting him take over my body He's just communicating. His energy is near me and he's talking verbally through me because he doesn't know English. I don't know why it's hard for him to learn it, but he prefers reptilian. So it's, it's quite interesting when he talks. Um, I'll, I'll say a word in his language. Rakta ash. That means sellout. That's the first word he told me because he was talking about somebody else and he said that person is a sellout. So he's like, He's like, that person is a sellout. You can't trust them. So it was like, And he often makes hand gestures too. So... That's the best that I can replicate him. He's not here. He's not here. But that's what he sounds like when he is here. It's like, That person is a sellout. So that's the easiest thing for me to remember in reptilian, how to say, in a male reptilian that is a gore. He's 700 years old. He does have an augmented smart suit that he wears. He does work with reptilians. He is um, partially genetically engineered, partially organic. He did work with um, 
me and Nachtwaffen, Dark Fleet, as well as as well as on Planetary Corporations on Mars. He was my liaison. So he was part of my ET team that I worked with. He's never hurt me physically. He's never meant me ill. He still comes around sometimes and speaks through me. Um, his energy is a bit intense, but he's neither, he's not bad. He's not super good. He's kind of neutral. So, um, he's never hurt me. That's why so I sometimes talk to him still. And he always gives information about what's going on with planetary systems, different ETs, because he goes round. So he's, um, he's lived 700 years. So that makes him old um, and interesting because he's a reptilian insectoid hybrid. So he's a mix of a bit of things put together. But he does have his own free will and his own... He is his own being, so he does, doesn't anymore just follow reptilian orders. He chooses to be his own free will being. Um, before he'd follow all orders that his reptilian superiors would give him. And then I said to him, why are you doing that? That's, you have your own free will and free choice. Why don't you make your own decisions? And he's like, Yes, that makes sense, I'll, I'll try. So, yeah, these are the conversations that him and I have sometimes. So I'm like, you can be your own free will being, you know, that you are physically. You don't just have to follow orders that somebody gives you. And he's like, Yes, you're right, uh, it makes sense. So that's the conversations we have. <laughs> that's a form of telepathic communication, but in a verbal way, more towards channeling. So those are some of the interesting types of conversations I have. And I do tell people around me, whenever Zagor is nearby, you might hear something in a very different language that's reptilian. Don't be alarmed, it's still me. I'm just having an ET contact experience. That This is what it is. It's not the crazy lady. It's just me talking to a reptilian right now. Um, so that's kind of like if somebody is communicating with me verbally that doesn't speak English and ET, that sometimes happens, like with Zagor. I let people know what's happening, the people that know me. And I try not to have these contact experiences in front of strangers, because that would be weird. Um, Zagor likes to, and Zagor asks me for permission these days to speak in his own language. Because sometimes he would just, you know, like come in in the evening and it's like, but I'm in public. So he's like, I want to speak, I want to speak. I'm like, not now. No, 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 no. He tries to say something. I'm like, no. These people don't know me. You can't do that right now. There's boundaries. So he's learned to listen. Not to just speak whenever he wants. Because it kind of looked weird. Me, me suddenly talking in a male reptilian voice and guttural. It's like, that's weird. So I'm like, not now. There's a time and a place for our communications, Agor. 
similar with other ETs. They want to talk to you day in and day out. But I'm like, no, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to eat. Let's schedule this telepathic communication for a proper time when I'm fully awake and can have a, you know, real telepathic discussion with you. And I'm not being sarcastic. Like, I've had these things happen to me. So um, I tried to put some boundaries in and some time schedules. So the ETs understand this is Earth time. And in Earth time, right now, it's sleep time, not talkie time. Come back in the morning or in the afternoon tomorrow. And I show them the concept of what time is and what it means on this planet, my planet Earth. And they get it. So they talk to me when I, when I say I'm ready to, when it's scheduled. So that happens as well. It's quite interesting. ETs are also beings just like us. And they're living beings. They have their own personalities, their own emotions, their own thinking patterns, their own way of doing things and communication. A lot of it is telepathic. Some of it is verbal. Some of it is just visual imagery and different styles of communication that they have. So they're beings just like us, some more advanced, some less, some in between. There's the good ones, the bad ones, and the neutral ones. You can tell them apart by their energy polarity, how they feel to you. If it feels good, good. If it doesn't feel so good, you gotta ask, what, what, what are you talking to? Feels really bad, say no. You can always say yes or no to telepathic communication, to ET contact experiences. They can happen through meditation. They can happen through astral travel. They can just happen lucidly while you're awake or in your dream state. There's different ways of communicating with ETs. And um, there's also contact out in nature. When you go out in a field on a warm sunny day or a cold day, whatever, at night, and the stars are out, the moon is high, or there's no moon at all, and you just say, I want to communicate with this so-and-so-and-so, you often get a telepathic communication because you're in the right mind frequency for it. You're ready for it. Some people are not ready and they, I want to talk to ETs. I want it now, but it doesn't happen now because you're not ready. But when you are ready in the mental and physical state, it'll happen. And um, choose wisely who you talk to. Just as you do on Earth, you choose wisely who you choose to associate with and talk to. Same with ETs. There's lots of them out there. Thousands, billions, trillions. Different species, many habitable planets. There's a lot of real estate out in space and who you can talk to. So that's basically 101 of ET telepathic communication and chatting with ETs. Um, there's also ways of talking to ETs through different technology. Um, there, there is technology that's out there that you can talk to them through, obviously, it's a lot better than our telescopes because those are not picking up radio signals. ETs don't talk to radio signals anymore. They don't pass their communicate through radio signals. It's different frequency altogether, not radio signals. Um, crop circles are one way of communication of them wanting to show us something. Um, there's different 
Neuralink implants, as well in the secret space programs, that's another way of how ETs can communicate with us through implants. There's the natural telepathy. There's different many ways. That's the technology I was talking about, the Neuralink implants. But I don't think most of us want implants in our heads, so uh, no thanks. Let's just do it organically, tele telepathic organic communication. I'll take that any day of the week over the implants. That's my own personal preference. So that's my own little talk on ETs and ET telepathic communication. Thank you so much. Namaste.